Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. Have you ever wondered if food freedom is going to equal weight gain? Listen, that was the question that kept me stuck for years because I was so afraid to give the Lord my body image with open hands because I didn't know what he would do with it. Would he have me look the way I wanted to look? Would he have me look according to the world's standards, the way that I dreamed that someday I would appear? Oh, so, so scary to open that dream to him. And yet, the more we get to know the Lord, the more we understand that he cares more for us than we do ourselves. And that's crazy to say because we can be pretty selfish human beings. Yet, He cares about our deepest hurts, desires, the ones that the Holy Spirit can only discern, the things that he has knit into our very being that we are called to do and that someday will fulfill us greater than any external measurements. But anyways, outside of that little tangent, I'll have to say that the fear of weight gain can definitely keep us from moving forward with food freedom. And so I have a great question today. Um, It's coming from Megan, and this is what I see as beneath the heart of the question. And then she is also moving on to the next step. So she made some great steps. She said for many years, she had to restrict her diet because of health reasons. And now she's learning it was actually inaccurate and made some of her health reasons worse. I have the same story, Megan. Now that I'm eating a lot more foods, a lot more variety and fueling my body properly, I've gained 12 pounds. This is a really affecting me mentally. And I want to be able to lose the weight in a healthy manner. So We give up sort of that ideal to the Lord. We understand that there are many cult-like mindsets around certain ways of eating. And I use that term very lightly because we're talking about food restrictions, but we tend to want some sort of identity. And the world is looking for an identity. If they don't have Christ, like what, what do we have to hold on to? And a way of eating can become part of that. And it can become part of that for us too. So Megan, she stepped away. She said, you know what? I'm really going to connect with what makes me feel better, not with what someone else says. Yes, we can use the wisdom of our doctors and medical professionals, but ultimately our bodies and the wisdom and insight and understanding of God and the Holy Spirit will will send us on that path. But what happens oftentimes is that when we start to reintroduce different foods, there could be a little bit of a wee factor. I'm saying like, isn't this fun? I've not eaten this for a while. And let's be honest, if you're on a diet, let's think about the kind of foods that diets give you. Generally speaking, they're not super duper tasty. I mean, you might be able to add some spices and flavors and sauces that make them good, but they're not difficult to stop eating in the same way that maybe a processed food is. Cookies and cakes and pretzels and chips. Like those, we can eat way past our body's needs and still actually feel kind of comfortable. But when it comes to foods that are higher in nutrient density, like proteins and vegetables and healthy fats and whole grains that diets will often have us eat. Those are very low in calories, lower calorie density. And 
it takes less calories to fill up that space in our belly and we feel more satiated with less caloric intake, less sort of, I would say less food. It's actually more food, right? So we transition and we may have been relying on food plan or some sort of external guide to tell us how much to eat. So now everything is free game, right? We've not really had sort of the permission to eat these foods and it can be hard to stop. Or we may use the grace card a lot and say, ah, you know, it's, it's good. God's giving me grace to enjoy all things. And that is 100% true. That is biblical. God has declared all foods clean. But within this time of sort of adjusting and normalizing and creating a better relationship with food, sometimes there can be weight gain if we're consuming more food than we did prior. Remember, the types of food we were eating before, even if we had moments of binging, they were probably lower in calories. And now we're having that variety and it's fun and exciting and we're enjoying all of these foods. So we really consider that sometimes a necessary and important learning curve. It doesn't mean that everyone's going to gain weight, but if you do, and it allows you to come out of the other side with a healthier relationship with food, then it could be worth that investment for you. This episode is brought to you by Classical Conversations. Looking to give your child a well-rounded education through a Christ-centered curriculum? Classical Conversations believes education is best experienced together. To find your community today, visit classicalconversations.com forward slash Graceville. So Megan, as you continue moving forward, I really want you to connect with how your body feels. If you've read any of the intuitive eating books, they spend the first portion of the book, in fact, actually the first like seven eighths of the book, right, is talking about how does your body feel rejecting the diet mentality, hunger and fullness, and nutrition comes at the end because as we start to think about Am I hungry? Am I full? How does this food make me feel? Nutrition often has already found its space and place in our eating. For example, if you were to decide, what do I really want for breakfast today? And you think, oh, what donuts for breakfast? And then you kind of think about how it's going to make you feel like physically, right? Not guilt about the food, but how's this physically going to make me feel? We remember that Eating donuts can make us a little bit cranky, especially on a Sunday morning and everybody's rushing to church. Like, doesn't that seem to be when the enemy hits, when everybody's trying to get out of the house and go to church to worship? So we remember that it might make us feel a little bit short, a little bit jittery. And we can make a decision to say, you know what? I'm going to get a, two donut holes and have some scrambled eggs to go along with it because I know how that food is going to make me feel. We can make more balanced choices where we're really marrying those wants with our wisdom. So Megan, pay attention to how the particular types of food make you feel. And then I would encourage you to reacquaint yourself with your hunger and fullness signals with no pre-decided ideas about how much food you can't have, should have, should be able to have, couldn't have, can't have, like no judgment about it. Simply wait a little bit to eat. Notice if your belly feels empty. What does hunger feel like to you? For some people, it's a straight up route, like the typical hunger signals. For other people, like me, it's more of an emptiness and kind of a little bit of a, I say burning, but a warm sensation within my belly. And I'm starting to think about food more. Before I used to think about food all the time, right? But now it's different. Now it's like, I need something to fill me up. And it's not that I'm craving a particular thing. Like anything would really do great because I'm pretty hungry. Megan, notice how that food feels in your body when you have it. 
stop about halfway through what you think kind of you might have. How does that feel? Is that enough? Would you like some more? And stop at a point that feels pretty good to you. And then notice how long the food lasts you. Does it last you until the next meal? See, everyone is on different eating schedules, has different food preferences, different energy levels, different jobs that either have you walking or sitting. So we can't really follow a set boundary or set rule. So as you tune into those body signals, I think you're going to start to see what really works for you. But you said, how do I begin to lose weight in a healthy manner without like bringing up that diet mindset? And so that first cue is to really pay attention to your body signals. The second one is a little more practical because I'll be honest, it took me a long time to tune into my hunger fullness signals. And if I relied strictly on that, like I would feel like I was out at sea because I didn't really know what true hunger and fullness felt like. For me, hunger was like I wanted to eat cardboard. I'm so hungry. And fullness was, I was so stuffed. I couldn't even think about food anymore. Really where we want to live is in really a place of comfortable hunger and fullness. So as you're getting more adjusted to it, you might want to make some decisions about what you're eating from a strictly logical mindset, a place where wisdom lives, the same way that you would guide a friend or a loved one or a child. All right, here's what my current eating looks like. You don't need to overanalyze it. You don't need to weigh and measure it, although some people find a benefit in tracking their food for just a couple of days to kind of get a feel for what's going on. And then you sort of have this formula. This type of eating and this type of activity is what is leading to my current body weight and size. No judgments. It's just information that we could use or not use, depending on how we feel about it. Then we know if you'd like to see the scale go down, you'd like to be, be a little healthier, right? You know, your body would be a little bit healthier if you lost some weight or if you were a little more fit. What are some adjustments that you can make to either reduce the food quantity, like the overall amount of food on your plate, or improve the food quality? Most habits that evolve changing our food habits for the better like most habits, most directions for changing the way we eat, come back to changing our food quality and food quantity. Find one of those that would be helpful for you to improve over the next week. Maybe you notice, oh goodness, since I've been having more food freedom, I'm not really eating as many fruits and vegetables. I value health. I value the longevity benefits, like the health benefits to these foods, and they actually make me feel really good. Over the next week or so, I'm going to play around with improving my food quality a little bit. And maybe you prepare a vegetable three times a week and you start there and you look at that particular habit and you keep practicing it and getting better at it until it's just second nature. And then you look at a different way to improve your food quality or quantity. And this could be stopping your meal just at 10% less and seeing how it feels for you. It could be reducing one of your snacks or skipping an afternoon step to see how your hunger wanes and ebbs and flows between now and dinner. It's really simple changes that are going to make the biggest difference. And when they're done without judgment and with a scientific mindset of going in and saying, did this work? Did it not work? And not really caring whether the result is either or, you'll be able to look at it and make better choices starting tomorrow. And it's a really, really fabulous way to do it. So just to say, does food freedom require weight gain? It doesn't. But sometimes there is a little bit of a honeymoon period where we may not be as connected with our body's needs. And we may eat more food than we were used to because we're introducing things that we've missed for a really, really long time. 
But as we connect to our body's hunger and fullness signals and the way that foods make us feel, we can start to reduce that overall quantity and find that healthy weight for us. And of course, also just a healthy dose of practical changes, looking at what we're doing and making a small sustainable change one at a time will really make a difference. Because when you bring the Lord into every area of your life, well, it changes everything. And P.S., if you're struggling to put the Lord before your weight loss goals, oh sister, you are not alone. I spent years so afraid to yield my weight and my body to God because I thought he'd want me to be unhappy in my own skin or to be honest, overweight. But the reality is, is that God wants you to be comfortable and confident in him and he wants to be first in your life. That's why today I want to share the Overcoming Weight Loss Idols worksheet with you. In this simple four-page little workbook, you're going to be asked some questions that really get to the heart of the matter so that you can put God before the scale so that your goals can be a result of your relationship with Him rather than being focused on the scale. Doesn't that sound like what He would want? I believe that's what he wants for you. So be sure to download it and dive in today. Oh, 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 I have one more thing to ask. If you have two minutes, could you please head on over to your podcast app and rate and review the Grace-Filled Food Freedom podcast? That will give our podcast lots of extra juice to reach women just like you who need food freedom and hope through Jesus Christ. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six-month, deep-dive, start-to-finish program that is going to immerse you in God's Word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.